0: Become a nightmare. Signs of the time are on cardboard, on corners in town. Like a cancer that's silently spreading. There's an unspoken fear. We're on our way down. We must eat America back. This mess, we must take the miracle back. Lord knows they'll try to silence our voices. They'll pretend to be patriots, fighting for fairness for all. But they're
1: not even fit to hold off. Well, folks. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight to the National Intel Report here at Republic Broadcasting Network. I let it play a little bit longer because I wanted to pay ample tribute to Mr. John Stantmiller because this was his program, National Intelligence Report. And I have the distinct pleasure of being, I believe, the last person to do a national intelligence report here. And I wanted to make sure that we honor John Miller for creating Republic Broadcasting Network and for all of the work that he did. And the best way we can thank him for that, folks, is to support RBN. Support John's child, if you will. And because in many ways, I, I, I believe that he probably felt that it was like a child for him. It was his creation. So I, I wanted to do that, especially for John. And then I want as many people as can to support RBN. go to Republicbroadcastingnetwork.org, hit that donate button, do it for John, and do it for freedom, do it for liberty and do it for yourself i think that is critically important and so tonight folks we are going to jump in i am really fortunate i've got old buddies with me tonight i've got the old retired airline pilot from out there in alabama the old dw uh dw how you doing buddy
2: I'm doing great. It's uh, it just turned dark here, and uh, I appreciate I appreciate your comments about John Statmiller. I I can't tell you how many hours, uh, how many shows I was able to listen to him over over a decade, and uh, so I, I appreciate I appreciate the opportunity to be here because of him, and oh. and to be here with the band of brothers tonight. Oh,
1: big time, and we are going to honor one of our brothers who is no longer with us. But before we get into that, let's jump over here to that boy out there in Arizona that's over there next to Lake Havasu. And uh, I just learned that he's been the black sheep of his family all his life. So, howdy, Cal.
3: Hey, Mike, D.W. Sarge. It's truly an honor to be here tonight, especially on you know this last show of the Intelligence Report. And I want to thank you for inviting me to be along. I'm humbled and honored by it. Thank you. Uh,
1: we're always honored for you to be with us, brother. And then, last but certainly not least, it's the Sarge, the do-it-yourself health guy. <laughs> and a very, very close friend. And, uh, gosh...
4: <laughs> You know, the fun we've had. Uh, Jim, how are you doing, buddy? I am just better than I deserve. And again, I, I uh, want to echo what you said about John Statmiller. Um, I got to meet him back in uh, 1996. A buddy of mine and I were doing uh, Y2K survival shows. And back then, John was paired up or uh, partnered with Mark Cornkey, and they came to our several of our shows. And I got a chance to spend quite a bit of time chatting with those guys and uh, got to know them pretty well and went out to dinner with them. And they were good good folks, good uh, good to know, and uh, kept in touch with John a little bit over the years. But uh, I'm glad to be a part of this last show that's uh, in his honor and uh, also in Robert's honor. And I'm just glad to be here. Appreciate you, Ephraim.
1: No, Jim, it's uh, my distinct pleasure to have you guys with me as well, and uh, of course, uh, we have uh, a program that we do with Sarge on Thursdays, and we've been doing it for several years. That show was brought about, ah, shut up, Mike, let Jim tell people
4: how it (laughs) happened. It was his program. Go ahead, Jim. Well, Robert was a listener to my show for quite some time. I started back in 2018 or 2015, and um, I think around 2017 or 18, he started listening, and we used to chat back and forth. He got involved in the longevity business along with me and was using the supplements and that kind of thing, and he would call in on a regular basis and ask questions. He always had that, if I may, and (laughs) his ears being tickled and all that kind of stuff, but uh, one day... He sent me an email and suggested that I get this guy named Mike Gaddy on, and I'm thinking, huh? you know, and it says he's really good with history, and I said, oh, great, just <laughs> but, what you need, uh, right? Yeah, but he he persisted, and the more we the more he talked, he convinced me, and that's why I said, okay, you line it up, you get him on. I said we can do it a Thursday show. And boy, I think it's been somewhere around four or five years ago. I was just getting ready to go back and dig through my emails and see if I could find the one where you suggested it. But I think it's been four or five years almost. And one day, one Thursday show, just as a fluke, turned into a weekly event ever since. And it has been just the highlight of my week. Um, I Actually, I have learned more in that time from you and the guys on the platform than i ever learned in school and this is real history not the fake stuff that they t- teach in school and it's just been an absolute blessing and i owe it all to robert for being persistent because at first i was about ready to blow him off but he kept going and going and going and finally I said okay if robert thinks it's that great it'll be worth a try and boy was it ever
1: well thanks jim and it uh, has certainly i i it was 2018, according to my record, so that puts us at, what, five years yeah. at least? Yep, five years. So, uh, But early 2018, so uh, if my records are correct, so we're approaching six, buddy.
4: Yeah, we sure are. And, it and sure I do any end to it. I it sure it, has know.
1: been a lot of fun. I tell you mm-hmm. that with all of the people who join us, you know, have joined us on various chat boards and stuff over the years, it has just been absolutely fantastic. But uh, uh, D.W., you also were acquainted with our friend Robert, and you talked with him quite often on the phone, I believe, as as I did. Uh, tell the folks a little bit about the Robert that you
2: knew. Well, yeah, I uh, I got acquainted with Robert on another platform uh, probably, oh, how long ago has that been? That's probably like 2012, 2013. Oh, yeah, you're hitting and, it now. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's that. You know how time flies, right? And uh, and we, we would we would talk on the, in the chat and on the on this other platform, and this this went on just for years and years. Uh, and we we would talk uh, probably two or three times a week there, and then you know uh, every, every two weeks we'd have a phone call off the side, just between he and I, you know, private and. Uh, and uh it was uh we got to know each other pretty good as as best you can over a phone and uh and uh you know, years of conversation and uh he's very insightful, always was able to ask uh, actually pretty penetrating question. Very penetrating questions. They they're <laughs> he sometimes he he would surprise me and it wasn't because he wasn't intelligent he's highly intelligent but he would surprise me with questions cuz i didn't have answers <laughs> and he made <laughs> me make me go look and uh uh and he would he was as we got to know each other a lot better uh, over the years he he became a terrible tease he would just tease me terrible <laughs> and uh um, he, he loved to do and, that too he would tease me, and he he'd call me up. And uh, of course, you have to understand. Maybe some of the people out here listening, they don't, they don't, you know, you know, we'll sort of develop a, a picture, an image of Robert here. But he was a he was a he was a black man, and uh, yeah, we always had very candid conversations with each other about uh, race and and uh society and culture and and uh of course he was you know we're very close in age as well and so we had sort of a similar you know generational uh experience from that regard and but he would call me up and he would he would would, sometimes he would just call me up and say hey uh hey white boy you 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 got any ape hangers for me you know (laughs) and because i People here don't know, but I, I've been involved in the custom motorcycle world for you know a couple decades, and uh, and build bikes and you know these sort of things, and uh, so every everything was an ape hanger, and I said, well, what, well, well, who wants to know? You know, what ape wants to know? You know, and we would just go back and forth and tease each other mercilessly, and you would it would to a lot of people it would probably sound really off color and you guys are racist. No, we're not. We're we're a couple of uh, of good buddies and friends. (laughs) uh, Teasing each other to the point where one calls uncle. Okay? And it was kind of like... It it never got to the point where we were doing your mama jokes, but it it would get kind of rough. So, yeah, that was... uh, And then, you know, five minutes later, we're deep into history and research and and you know we would share emails back and forth and and data and uh, and uh he was he was always getting his ears tickled something would tickle his ears <laughs> <laughs> and and i i said i said robert i said how how big are your ears if they're always getting tickled and <laughs> and uh so but he would hear Mike or me or all of us, or and we'd be on a show, and and uh, we'd hang up from a conversation or a show, and within thirty seconds my phone's ringing. He says, "What? What did you mean by that?" Yeah, you know, so <laughs> yes, <he'd>... that's Robert. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's sort of a introduction to our friend Robert Hudson, and uh, from my point of view. So,
1: well, the thing that I remember DW is almost every, and and what you're saying is. I I can relate to that so much because I would get a phone call from Robert, and I would answer, and I'd say, what do you want? And he'd say, how was the Klan meeting last night? (laughs) I I mean, (laughs) it it was – you know, guys, I have thought about this so many times. If the world – if this country could have the relationship like we had with Robert with each other – there would be no racial tension.
4: Oh, that's for sure.
1: There would be none whatsoever because I mean, he he loved teasing me, uh, just like that Klan joke. And then he would then he would come back with me and he'd ask me, uh, "Had I have I taken my sheets to the laundry yet?" <laughs> uh, I mean, it was, but that that was Robert. And then I would ask him, I'd say, "I don't know. Uh, are you still a member of the Black Panthers?" And so we would go back and forth, but like you said, D.W., there would be suddenly a transition, and we would go into very serious stuff. But Robert always started the conversation with some kind of jovial exchange or something, and it was just absolutely fantastic. But uh, I'm not sure, Cal, I don't think I've asked you before, Uh, did you have any relationship with Robert
3: no, my only relationship with Robert was through Jim Show, but you know, just that short time that I knew him through the show. I mean, you know, he had his profile picture up, and he had that great big smile on his face, and always you know, that kind of smile mm-hmm. that, that kind of lights up the room. And listening to the stories, it sounds like his smile matched his personality completely. And he was yeah. always a pleasure to listen to on the show. He'd come, he'd he'd, he'd interrupt it with a joke. And, you yes. Know, he'd just catch everybody. We'd get all serious, and he'd come up with a joke, and everybody laughing, and it was it was wonderful. I would, I really miss not being able to have personally met him
1: or no. Oh, him. me too. Me yeah. too. I wanted to meet him face to face so badly, I really did. And unfortunately, we weren't able to, and that has always troubled me. But uh, Jim, uh, do you have just a, a a clip that we could start with so the folks could hear Robert?
4: Yeah, Speak. Um, as a matter of fact, last night I, I went over the, I listened to the entire show that you uh, sent me. It was, um, uh, what was it, uh November to Our of, Own Destruction from November yeah. 8th of 2021, yes. and I got such pleasure just listening to that show that um, i'm gonna put it in the chat room and on my telegram channel so anybody that wants to get the whole show from that it's it's there or it will be and i i it was such a a fantastic show it was with you and dw uh robert and scorpio and it was great just to listen to it while i was going through picking out these uh clips and um Some of them, there's not a whole lot of context because I had trying to keep it short. I was just getting like the beginning comments, and Robert, what do you think, and that kind of thing. But this is the introduction uh, when you first uh, were starting the show out, and here's Robert uh, with your introduction.
1: But going heading north up to Reno, Nevada, we are joined tonight also by Robert Hudson. Robert, how are you? I'm well.
5: Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks for having me. Well, we always bring you. We always love having you, Robert. It's always a treasure trove of wonderful sidelines and questions, and we appreciate you so much.
4: Okay, That's the first clip, but I've got about 16 more or 15 more that we can play throughout the show.
0: Oh, And uh, you.
4: I also, <clears throat> if you want, I have Robert's obituary, and this is something – that, uh, you know, Robert and I talk mostly about health. And the last year or so, he was having some health problems and did a lot of time in hospitals and things like that. Last Christmas, um, he called me from the hospital. He had had a problem where he ended up in there and um, just given basics and that kind of thing, which I really don't want to go into. But he was experiencing right. some stuff and he was confiding in me and asking for natural things that might be able to help him and that kind of stuff. And I honestly believe it bought him some time. Um, but the interesting thing was, and, um, you know, uh, Cal mentioned uh, Robert always had his uh, his profile picture. And that's how I was able to figure out who, you know, the right obituary. Because um, Robert used to log into my show on Skype, and he always had... You know, we tried to keep the cameras off in order to, you know, keep the bandwidth down and that kind of stuff. But Robert, a lot of times, would log in with his camera turned on, and his oh, picture, yes. his head was always upside down.
0: <laughs> yes, I know.
4: <laughs> and I, I don't know if he did that on purpose or what was going on, but that's basically my memory of that upside down picture. His smiling face is how I was able to figure out I had the right Robert Hudson because they had a picture of him. Uh, sitting in his car as a matter of fact with a big grin on his face and I said that's Robert as soon as I saw that picture I knew it and I was sad because I was right I hadn't heard from him in so long it had been a couple of months since the last time he called me and I started to worry and that's when I started doing um, searches online for obituaries for Robert Hudson and as soon as I came across this one with that picture it just I said oh man I hate it because I, you know, my, my suspicions were correct. But anyway, this is uh, Robert's obituary from the Pollard Funeral Home in Oklahoma City. Robert Hudson, August 5th, 1960 to June 19th, 2023. Robert A. Hudson was born at McClo- McCord Air Force Base on August 5th, 1960 in Tacoma, Washington to U.S. Air Force Tech Sergeant Robert A. Hudson, Sr. and Henry May Hudson, Robert was an astute student on the graduating class of 1978 at John Marshall High in Oklahoma City, where he studied dramatic arts, which transcended well into his adult life. While an honorable student in ROTC, Robert majored in sociology at the University of Oklahoma in Norman, Oklahoma. Robert served as a first lieutenant in the United States Army Reserves from 1982 to 1995. His accomplishments were military sharpshooter and rifle, as well as a multitude of military decorations and medals, including the U.S. Army service ribbon. Robert enjoyed his tenure at the Panasonic Gigafactory in Sparks, Nevada, as a machine operator uh, second for the uh, past four years. Robert had a passion for all things outdoors, particularly the Sierra Mountains in Nevada and the Rocky Mountains, a.k.a. Front Range in Denver, Colorado. He was a decorated or dedicated Denver Nuggets fan and a true fan of the Baltimore Sox of the Negro Baseball League. He was, a, was known as a detailed statistician, quoting con, concise player stats and contract details. When not enjoying sports and outdoors, he loved the library, podcasts, and all things literary. Robert was an adventurer who loved living the, in multi, multiple cities throughout his, uh, the country, Oklahoma City, Dallas, San Antonio, Las Vegas, Reno, Sparks, uh, and uh, Idaho, to name a few. Robert spent a great chapter of his years between Las Vegas and Reno with a host of acquaintances, including his close friend, Anthony Franza. Robert leaves to uh, cherish his memory, his sister, Beryl D. Hudson, Gwendolyn and husband doctor Edward Edmund l Hooks senior, Geraldine and husband Charles W. Beard of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. He is also survived by nieces, Leslie F. Hooks, Arlington, Texas, Katrina W. Beard, Longview, Texas, Allison J. Hooks, Oklahoma City, and nephew, Marine Corps Major, uh, Marine Air uh, Aircraft Group twenty four, Edmund Lee Hooks Junior, and wife Jennifer uh, County Obi Bay in Hawaii. And that's the end of the obituary. Thank you. And I'll also Jim. put that in the chat room and on the Telegram channel if anybody wants it.
1: Thanks, buddy. I mm-hmm. certainly appreciate you putting it up there. That uh, you know, that kind of gives people who have never met Robert, who have been deprived of the of the wonderment that was Robert A. Hudson. And you know, as you were saying that, and I was thinking, you know, it was kind of sad. You know, thinking about Robert not with us anymore, but one of the last phone calls I had with him, he started off the conversation as usual. Hey, uh, sorry to interrupt you listening to Garth Brooks there, but uh, I've got something I want to tell you. Uh, so because he knew how much I disliked Garth Brooks. But that's beside the point. That's something we we could deal with at another time. But uh, Jim, you got another clip. Let's hear a little bit more Robert.
4: Yeah, give me just a second. Uh, okay, buddy. Here we go.
1: Robert, any comments at this point?
5: Yeah, who was that third baseman for the Atlanta Braves back in nineteen sixty that you referenced?
1: Eddie Matthews. Okay. All right. So, and that that really illustrates my age for sure. And I really don't give a hot damn. But anyway. Here we go uh, into a thought, and that's why we like you, Robert. Love that background chuckle, buddy. That's hard to beat. And
5: Um, you did not drop an F-bomb, so praise the Lord for that.
1: (laughs) Well, I try to avoid that at all costs because I was taught uh, many years ago by my grandfather that if you have to resort to such words, that means that you feel your normal conversation carries no weight.
4: And that's the end of that one. I had to put that in just to get a little bit of Grandpa Gaddy in there.
1: (laughs) Well, thanks thanks for that. Uh, that, I certainly appreciate that. And, uh, Jim, I think that's going to be the title. I'm going to self-publish that book, and it's going to be called The Wisdom of Grandpa Gaddy.
4: Uh, Make it Granddaddy Gaddy, I think. Granddaddy
1: Gaddy. Okay, all right. We'll do that. Uh, (laughs) D.W., your thoughts, buddy?
2: Yeah, uh, it was good to... It was good to uh, to hear that voice again. I, it's been a year. It's been a long time. And, Too long. Uh, I know. Yeah, it was. I the last time I talked to him uh, was probably about the same time uh, you had referenced uh, Sarge, and he he alluded to he had something something going on and. I actually sort of pushed him on it to tell me what was going on and he, and he wouldn't. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, so I didn't, I didn't keep pushing, but I, <laughs> uh, of course we, we was always very candid and teased each other. And I said, well, I, I, I said, if you don't call me back soon, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to have to come look you up, you know, buddy and uh he never called back and well uh, we couldn't couldn't get a hold of him i i tried and i tried and i sent him emails and i got really i go okay well this isn't right because he's never done that yeah you know
1: so well the last thing i had from him i double checked everything i had the last thing i had from him was a message on skype and I, he and I would confer on Skype quite a bit. And I would, I said, Robert, something's going on. Would you let me know? And please get in touch with me. Let me know how you are. And he said, I'll be in touch with you soon. I never heard from him again. Broke my heart.
4: Yeah, I can remember when you sent me a text message. Have you heard from Robert? And I said, No, of you. And yeah, that's when I really started digging. I said, I better start checking for obituaries. I really hated to do that, but I was afraid of my suspicions. Based on our, our conversations, uh, it sounded like it might be that bad, and unfortunately it was. And, uh, you know, he confided in me just enough so I could get an idea of what might be able to help him. And, uh, but, you know, given his, uh, you know, privacy, I'm, you know, honoring that. But, you yeah. uh, know, yeah, he just... Uh, he was just a great guy and i just cherish the times we had a chance to talk and i'm just sad that it wasn't longer
1: well jim i'd like to ask you a question then i want to ask the other two guys as well with cal even with his limited uh uh exposure to robert it's just on the thursday programs but uh jim have you actually ever met anyone who cherished freedom and liberty more than robert
4: Other than uh, the people that I'm talking with right now, no. You know, I would say he was right in the same, you know, we're all in the same boat. Um, We have that same uh, desire for freedom and liberty, and uh, Robert was amongst that crowd, and there are very few people that I know of anywhere that even comes close to that. That's a
1: pretty small club, isn't it, Jim?
4: Yeah, it sure is, unfortunately.
1: (laughs) D.W., your thoughts, buddy?
2: yeah uh, yeah he could be uh he could be tenacious uh in his arguments uh particularly in private and uh just just keep pushing and pushing trying to if you didn't if you didn't have a good answer or if you know if it wasn't going anywhere he just wouldn't let up he would just keep digging on it and you know, two or three weeks later, he'd come back with something else about something you talked about two or three weeks ago. And uh, I, uh, I'm i vag- vaguely remembering here, uh, it was, uh, he was kind of, uh, it was on the topic of Manning Johnson. Oh, yes. And I, I re- as I recall, and when he first became aware that... There was even a man by the name of Manning Johnson, and then the scope of what Manning Johnson, who he was personally, but the, but what he represented. I remember him being sort of flabbergasted and and a bit dumbfounded by uh, how could somebody as important as Manning Johnson be completely absent from his awareness? He he, I remember that. Do you remember that? that. Oh yes. Yeah, he uh as a matter of fact, he and I spent probably Oh,
1: here's the music coming up, folks. We'll be back on the other side. <laughs>
6: are tuned in to the republic broadcasting network visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org here's some interesting news due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars viruses solar flares and civil unrest. People are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food, but the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard, and 3DBunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code R-E-P-U-B-10. That's R E P. B one zero. wonder what tomorrow well,
0: right. Hey
1: thanks everyone for tuning in tonight to Republic Broadcasting Network and the last episode of the National Intelligence report all honors to mr. Stan Miller the man who gave birth To this platform of freedom of speech. And we appreciate him, just like we appreciate our friend Robert Hudson, both gone on to their final rewards. And so I think it's only fair, you know, as we were talking, as as the break came upon, about, uh, of all things, you know, uh, the comment with Robert. About the gentleman who was sent, Manning Johnson, who was sent to Russia to perfect his Marxist ideology so that he could come back to America and infiltrate the black churches of America to create the divide between blacks and whites, which only profits Marxists. The debate between blacks and whites do not benefit blacks. They do not benefit whites. They only benefit the Marxist in our society. DW, you want to continue with your uh, thoughts with uh, Robert about Manning Johnson?
0: Well, yeah,
2: he, uh, you know, like I was saying, he was just sort of, sort of dumbstruck that despite all of his, he was a. You know, his, his, in his obituary, you know, it references uh, his, you know, affinity towards podcasts and all things literal, literary, literature, literature. Uh, I think that was a bit understated in his obituary. He was he was a voracious reader and researcher. And uh, based upon the kind of questions that he was capable of asking and not just just a single question it would be question after question and then go deeper and deeper you you came to realize that there just wasn't a surface awareness there was actual depth in uh, his studies Amen. and and uh, so that, that that became apparent of course if if you're somebody who has a similar proclivity of being a uh, you know, a bit obsessed with books and reading, you, you recognize it in somebody else, you know, when they have that, uh, uh that affinity, I guess. And so that was, that was what was remarkable about Manning Johnson is that it was like somebody to hit him from behind when he became aware of this man and his importance to, um, uh, and the, uh, to the extent of the agenda to subvert not only uh, the black churches and uh, black society by by using them uh, for uh, Marxist socialist Marxist Fabian purposes, but that he wasn't aware of it. That's 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 what got him. You know, a lot of when people think of Marxism, they they a lot of people don't think of black people.
1: No, they don't
2: <laughs> right off the top of their head, you know, and they have a blind spot out there. And uh so that's uh that that was uh but see that was that was part of the quality of Robert is that he wasn't afraid to say he, he didn't have an ego that said he he could admit when he was wrong or uh when he didn't know something. And he was truly appreciative if uh these little jewels like uh, bits of information that put the puzzle together for him like manning johnson and uh so <clears throat> that's that's what always made it uh uh fun actually uh, we we just didn't tolerate it was actually fun <laughs> to hang out with Robert so uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, D.W., I remember that phone call where I think you and he and I, and I'm not sure who else uh, he was talking to about Manning Johnson, but I remember he called me one day and he said, uh, uh, do you have some time? And I said, yes, Robert, I have some time. And he said, well, uh, look at your copy of Color, Communism, and Common Sense by Manning Johnson. And there's a couple of uh, chapters in there I want to go over with you. And... I mean, here was a man who was dead serious about it. I mean, he this meant a lot to him. And I'll never forget his comment was he said, what kind of society do I live in where I don't know this and I'm a black man? And I thought, what a question. What a question to ask. That was just off the charts. Brilliant. Uh, Cal, uh, we we don't want to leave you out there in the cold out there in Arizona. So, uh, any comments you have, sir? <laughs> the
3: more you guys, the more you talk, the more I realize how much I missed out on not knowing Robert more and better. I mean, uh, it's obvious he was you know in a pursuit of the truth, as you know as the rest of us are, and you know he, he didn't have an ego to get in his way of finding that truth and and it sounds to me like he followed the truth no matter where the truth took him
1: absolutely yeah. oh yeah definitely
3: i mean it you know it's been said you know if, a, if an honest man is presented presented the truth and he doesn't follow the truth he ceases to be an honest man well from what i understand that makes robert an honest man because he followed the truth no matter where it went
1: many times and over and many times out. over Yes. Jim, you got quality. another cl- Oh, sorry, Cal. Sorry. No, that's buddy. fine, Mike. No problem. No problem. Uh you got another clip for us, Jim?
4: Yeah. Uh here we go. This is a short one.
1: Have any of you gentlemen aware of a court that has ruled or made a decision and referenced conspiracy theory? I was not.
5: So I'm I'm my ears are twitching.
1: <laughs> the twitching ears of Robert Hudson. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> How, <laughs> beautiful. <engineers. laughs> how beautiful! how beautiful! Uh, how absolutely! We got another beautiful. one here, how it's big a little
4: it... bit longer if you want.
1: Go ahead, buddy. Robert, thoughts?
4: He's thinking. We're finding the mute button.
5: Uh oh! Here we go. Yeah, he was spot on. Uh, he, whoever wrote that and said that and felt that and found that, he was spot on uh, because conspiracy. Well, first us to find does that? mean? Well, my. Definition of that is when one or more persons get together to plan or conspire to do whatever. For example, if um, Daryl and I and Mike Gaddy at the lookout plan to rob a Wells Fargo bank, we are conspiring to do so. That's all it means. So, uh, and, and I think there's been a whole lot of conspiring going on in this country for century. so I think it's the the ruling, what you just read, was absolutely spot on.
1: Beautiful, absolutely beautiful, and that was Robert to the heart. Uh, absolutely, just uh, something else. Uh, but uh, gentlemen, if you, well, hey, Mark, no, go ahead, DW, Mark. go ahead.
2: Hey, well, I was just, just listening, after listening to that, and uh, you know it's. I'm sitting here thinking about Robert and, uh, there's some other qualities. I don't, I don't think have been brought up here that, um, he, he could be a little ornery and, and what I mean by that was he had a highly developed sense of, um, justice and fairness and he could be indignant. And above all else, if you were his friend, unflinching loyalty. Big time. Against anybody who was uh coming against you. He would he was somebody you wanted in your corner. And uh, he wasn't bashful about it. So I, I won't go into a lot of details there, but over the years, you, you, you take 10-year period and some of these issues develop and with people. And, and uh, uh, Robert would tell you straight to your face how he thought one way or the other. And he was very loyal. You didn't uh, have to we guess, doing, did so. you? no you didn't have to guess
1: what he was thinking did you you
2: you didn't yeah you didn't have to play you didn't have to play that game so that 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 reminded me of a few of those occasions where he uh, those qualities were present so
1: oh fantastic fantastic guys I you know uh, Jim and I were talking I believe before the program and we were Just saying, wow, we wish that some of Robert's family was aware of the fact that we wanted to do this as a tribute to him and his memory. And, you know, and so now we've decided we're going to, you know, I think Jim came up with the idea. He thought he would contact the funeral home to let them contact the family to let them know. And Jim is recording this entire thing. And, of course, it's on being recorded by RBN as well. And I would just love for Robert's family to know the impact he had on other people's lives that they are totally unaware of. Your thoughts, Jim?
4: Definitely. Um, yeah, I'm going to reach out to the funeral home and see if I can get them to get a message to somebody. Um, you know, something else that Robert used to do, being a retired cop, um, Robert used to, he was always digging through uh, TV reports and YouTube videos of um situations of, uh, for lack of a better term, police brutality or stepping outside the bounds of uh, proper uh, conduct. And he would send them to me asking for my uh, opinion. And I don't know, some of it, he was probably testing me, (laughs) trying to see what I was going to say. But I think he was pretty surprised in just about every case. I said, well, you know, this is just one video so to speak and you know not knowing the entire situation kind of thing because you know most of the time it's a news report and we all know how they tell the truth but um, <laughs> yeah yeah but i told him i said based on what i'm looking here that guy ought to be out and he should be not only losing his job but he ought to be charged criminally uh those kind of things and uh, he was kind of surprised that i didn't back guys up i said you know if it was valid you know there were a couple of times when i say yeah based on what i can see here's why uh, he did what he did based on my experience. And it kind of opened his eyes because I hadn't thought about that. Um, And that's the problem with a lot of these things is people see it on face value, but they they don't know about the underlying things or the background stuff and that kind of thing. And I said, here's just something to think about, but you know, I can't say that that's exactly what happened, but he was always searching for information and wanted to see, you know, other people's opinions and, also, if someone had experience in a certain area that, you know, he was always wanting to listen to that and see what was going on. He, he hadn't made up his mind, so to speak, but it was always interesting, to. I was amazed at all the things he found and sent to me, but uh, we had some interesting conversations about him. And a lot of times his mind was changed just when I said, well, did you think about this and what about that? Oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that, you know, um, but he... He never came at it with uh, "this is what I believe," and I'm not, I'm, you know, can't be moved. I'm in concrete here, Uh, right? Which was, you know, I just love the fact that he was he was willing to search out information and look for as much as he can to make an informed decision and opinion. And I just love that about Robert. He was just an amazing guy. He, He was one of the most most one of the most intelligent people I've ever known from a whole lot of different areas. I mean, he wasn't afraid to dig into something he didn't really know a whole lot about and that kind of thing. It was interesting to him.
1: Well, be easy here, Jim, because you have to realize that in America's world today, we are white supremacists talking about a black guy that we like.
4: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's uh, it's tough. I'm I'm just biting my tongue every step of the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lose a lot <laughs> of sleep well, I, tonight. I'll we'll probably take 15 I... seconds over it. But like you say,
2: I, I think we're I think we're crossing the line here into uh, race, friend, race, friendship, appropriation. I don't I don't know if it's we're going to probably trigger a lot of people that uh, uh, a bunch of a bunch of rednecks who've been accused of being in the KKK had a black friend.
4: We're I don't just know, American. You know.
2: Yeah, we're, we're just what was it he used to
1: say, uh, American. He used to he wouldn't say America. American. He said American. America.
4: American. American. Yeah. American.
1: American, yeah yeah, uh, Oh man, I tell you what guys, I am so thankful we've been able to uh, reminisce about our good buddy and uh, to correlate that with uh, John Stantmiller and his wonderful creation, that is Republic Broadcasting Network, I mean uh, to uh, be able to honor both of those gentlemen in one uh, one episode to me means an awful lot it really does. and uh, But, uh, Jim, you got another clip of good old Robert ready?
4: Certainly do. Here we go.
1: Oh, go ahead, Robert. I'm sorry. Yeah, well. No no ahead, I'll jump back to
5: uh, Mr. Santiano just in just a half second. I want to come go to uh, the uh, Kimmel in short. Uh, Milton William Cooper. Perhaps you know him better as Bill. Bill Cooper, kind of did yes. the same thing. A month before the knocking down of the towers in September of 2001, he was on shortwave saying, hey, your government's about to take down towers on September 11th. He wasn't accused of treason, but he was shot dead in his front yard two months later. So there you
1: go. Imagine that.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I think I can tie that to those two boys you mentioned uh, the Korean guy, the other one, uh, I think they got to live. He did not because he was
1: way too smart for his own. Well, guys, let's oh, go ahead, Robert.
4: I'm sorry. Yeah, well, sorry about that. It automatically replayed, but that's the end of that one.
1: Oh, that's uh, and that is Robert, folks. There is Robert looking objectively at facts. Mm-hmm. He did not ever say, well, I have an opinion and your facts don't matter. Bingo. Which put him in a what, a one percent category in America, gentlemen?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, he not only did not only did he uh, <clears throat> conduct himself that way, he'd expect it out of you.
1: Not only expect, he demanded it.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah, if if you if you just started laying stuff out there flapping in the wind, he he'd call you on it.
1: All right, guys.
2: Where's that come from?
1: Yeah, sounds yep. like some music there. Uh, we'll be back on the flip side. Thank you. Thought I heard
4: music. I'm hearing music.
1: Standing six foot 245. There it is.
7: Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So Mike, get off this anti-cicada agenda.
1: I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver.
7: I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Call cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal
5: an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic,
7: because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state.
1: The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be a
5: bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central.
8: Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you.
7: Go to RepublicBroadcasting.org and click on Long Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN.
8: Simply Clean Foods. Do it today.
7: Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti white, anti Christ, anti Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to the National Intelligence Report here on the first day of December in the year of 2023. And we are talking about two legends, John Stantmiller and Robert A. Hudson. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed our conversation to this point. Uh, I wish we knew John well enough, uh, John Stantmiller, of course, Jim. Uh, While we're here, we've talked about Robert and you mentioned the fact that you've actually met and had, you know broken bread with uh, Mr. Stamp Miller. What do you remember about him, sir?
4: Well, unfortunately, not a whole lot because it was over 27 years ago, but uh, um, I know he's a personable guy. We just he had a good time talking. He was very open, uh, friendly, uh, warm, um, quite knowledgeable on a lot of different things, but definitely the patriot movement, big time. Um, I guess that's the best I could say. And for a while there, he had a uh, business doing, um, water filters and, you know, Birkfeld stuff and that kind of thing. And I ordered some filters from him uh, a few times in the past and that kind of thing. Actually, I actually had a chance to talk to him on the phone and kind of, uh, get to know each other again. But for the most part, our, our thing was kind of, uh, in passing, I guess you could say. And, uh, I just remember, um, he was a big part of the Patriot movement back in the mid nineties, and uh, it was just uh, somebody I found interesting. And uh, he was a nice guy to chat with. I guess is the best way to put it. He's very open and, and just a, a nice all around guy.
1: Uh, fantastic, Jim. Thanks for that input. And uh, yeah, just well, to make I- sure, uh, go ahead, DW, and then let's wake up our buddy out there in Arizona. Go ahead, Cal. Or DW, I'm sorry.
2: Well, I was just I was just listening to Sarge there, and uh, it just reminded me of, of uh, all the different people that I mean, literally hundreds, if not thousands, you know, in this information uh, purpose that we're about, and the, the the hundreds and thousands of men and women that have contributed their time their effort, their money, their personal time uh, for no pay uh, that have touched in one way or another uh, so many lives and don't really get acknowledgement for it. And, you know, guys like, you know, the guy behind the scene here right now who's running the control panel on RBN, Sam, you know, uh, all these people that, impact our lives and they don't ever get any recognition for it. You know, and and they're taken for granted. A lot of people are taken for
4: granted. Yeah, and it's little and, as any pay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart because they believe in the cause. It's not so much for yeah. money. You know, people think, you know, because I yeah. market longevity products and whatnot and uh, terahertz frequency things, oh, you're just doing it for the money. If I broke down you know, the number of shows I've done over the last, since 2015 when I started this, and how much I've made, I've probably got about two cents an hour, <laughs> if that. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's not the money. It's educating people about the truth, whether it's in health or uh, history, whatever the case might be. Um, it's about information that people need, and hopefully... Hold uh, on,
1: guys. Hold on just a second. Jim, we'll come back with that on yep. the top of the hour, buddy. We got music there. Yep. Support RBN, people.